Hello, I'm Kendra Von Esch, and you are listening to my 10-minute daily podcast, Reality Reflections. I bought into what this world said would make me happy. Money, prestige, power. And hey, if it feels good, do it, because life is stressful, so party hard. Do whatever makes you happy. But that didn't quite work out, because I felt even more insecure, full of fear, shame, and anxiety, and never, ever good enough. Then God found me and flipped my reality upside down and transformed my life. And I want this for everyone. So I left my executive career to help others find true acceptance, supernatural peace, joy, and love that only comes from a relationship with God. Here is my reality reflection for today. Are you like Philip? We talk about him today in the reading where he was out of Jerusalem. All the apostles were gone from Jerusalem. It was a very dangerous time because Saul and all the people were out there gathering up the Christians, the one who followed the way, and they're jailing them and murdering them. We didn't get to hear, because it was actually Philip and James' feast day, but we didn't get to hear Stephen. Deacon Stephen at the time was stoned to death, and they're mourning his death. So the apostles know what's happening, that they're killing the Christians. But Philip, just moments ago, a few days ago, was questioning Jesus. Show us the Father, and then I'll believe. Remember Jesus saying to Philip, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not believe, Philip? And then goes on to say, Don't believe me and my words. Believe my works that you've seen. I don't know. If I saw Jesus casting out demons and healing the sick, maybe even bringing them back to life, I don't know if Philip saw that with his two eyes or not. But my goodness, how could I not believe? But that's why I love Philip. (laughs) And that's why I love Doubting Thomas. Because, and Peter, right? Peter maybe didn't, maybe it wasn't a belief thing, but he certainly denied Jesus. And then Jesus asks him if he loves him recently, right? After he jumped into the water, after his resurrection. And handed him his church. And Jesus did not pick high priests, educated people that had status in the land. He picked fishermen, uh, tax collectors who were hated, right? He picked the people that were not educated. Some of them couldn't even read. So that being said, we are chosen by God. And we too, who haven't seen the miracles ourselves, right? Blessed are those who believe and have not seen. That's the doubting Thomas apostle part. But God chooses us because faith is such a mystery, right? We're never going to understand it. How 
is God the Father always and forever existing? How did he even start? That's where my mind goes when I think of God. And then I just let it go because I will never be able to figure it out. I will know when my time comes and I will be grateful that I now know all, right? All things come to light. But when I look at Philip in the reading today, he is out and about in different lands. He runs into a eunuch who's driving a cart, says, what are you reading? Shows him the Bible pretty much and says, do you know what you're reading there? And he's like, no, how can I if no one shows me? Then they cover off a part of the, of the Bible and Philip explains that that was Jesus. And then the eunuch believes almost instantly, says, hey, there's water. I can be baptized. Philip baptizes him and then he disappears. Crazy. So when I look at Philip, I also think of all of us. We have a journey. We're going to have those ups and downs and we're going to have those awesome triumphs. And they're going to come and go, come and go just like seasons. And as long as we can remember that we just should be focusing on today and doing our best to live virtuous lives here today, God is going to give us grace a hundredfold on this earth. And that is where I look at evangelization for us, especially in our own homes. Remember, Jesus himself couldn't heal and do a lot of great miracles in his own town because they knew him too well. So going back to Philip, I pray to St. Philip to put a Philip in my husband's life and in my family's life so that it's somebody else who touches their heart and hopefully grace and the Holy Spirit start working. I think, one, I think one of the things, especially if you're a parent or, of course, if you're married, that you feel it's your job to bring your spouse to heaven, which technically it is. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. Our vocation is husband, wife. Let's bring each other to heaven. But all too often, we don't let our own life show the way. So if you have faith and you've been on this journey for a while and nothing is really changing in your life, then that's where I would start looking inward and start to pray because that was where things were for me. I believed, but I was living the exact same life as I did before. And yet at the same time, I was feeling guilty about it, but I was still living it still partying and doing drugs and watching porn and swearing like a, you know what? And then I realized I've got to stop. And I didn't realize it. It was the Holy Spirit that put it on my heart, especially with the swearing. When my girlfriend said, wow, you profess to be this big Christian and listen to you. And it wasn't just my swearing. It was my raunchy joke telling kind of stuff too which would make guys blush. That's who I was. 
But what happens when things change with me, when my actual speech changes, my whole entire family notices. And I attribute that to God. I say, yeah, I can't be talking like that and sharing God in my life. I'm sure Jesus wasn't around town evangelizing, dropping the F-bomb and telling dirty jokes. So this is just a reminder that all of us, including all of the apostles who have seen Jesus do incredible works and deeds, miraculous works and deeds, we are just like them. We are going to have our ups and downs on our journey of virtuous living. But I want to ask all of you to ask yourself, am I living virtuously? What virtue do I need to practice? Because it is practice. I'm at this book, part of my True Devotion to Mary by St. Louis de Montfort is reading spiritual reading from four recommended books, I think it is, four or five, and for 20 minutes a day. So I listen to it. And I'm getting to the point where it's going to go through all of the virtues and why it's so important for us to work out our salvation here on earth. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go to purgatory. I'll be okay if I get in there. I'll, <laughs> I'll be more than okay if I get in there. But I want to be straight into heaven. I want to work out my salvation here. I want to do my sacrificing here and offer it up to Mary and Jesus. I want to live virtuously and have 100-fold impact on my life here and then the impact on, you know, and then much, much more in the eternal world. There are levels, different houses, different mansions, right, in God's kingdom. I want to be in a good one. That's a forever thing, right? I'm going to be in this house forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. So we're going to dive in because I'm diving in and I'm sure I'm going to have things to share on how to live and why we should live virtuous lives and practice virtue as much as we can. So today I want you to sit with Mary and Jesus. As a matter of fact, if you pray to Our Lady of Sorrows, she will show you there's such a thing as called your root sin, but she will also show you what you should work on. And I would take one thing at a time because when we get geeked up for something and we want to add more spiritual stuff into our lives, we can get overloaded, overwhelmed, and then when we don't meet the 17 things that we put on the piece of paper, it goes away, right? We get upset, we think we're weak, oh my gosh, and then we drop it all. So sit with Mary, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit 
Ask all three to raise to your eyes what virtue you should be working on. Is it patience? Are you getting angry? Have you not forgiven someone? Or is it temperance? That's mine, temperance. Self-control, self-control. That is a gift also from the Holy Spirit. Now those are gifts and that we cannot practice, so to speak. But it, it seems weird because self-control, again, is a gift from the Holy Spirit, but it's a virtue that we practice. And I know many of us in this earshot, right, have problems with self-control. And it's not necessarily going to specific things like what you automatically think. Oh, I eat too much food. I drink too much alcohol. I smoke too much pot. That type of stuff. It could also be, I scroll through hours and hours of social media. I watch hours and hours of streaming things. Right? Do you have self-control to enjoy the things that God provided to us? Because guess what? Satan hates moderation. Hates it. Because we are controlling our bodily urges and the temptations that him and his minions are putting in front of us. And we are living the way that Jesus wants us to with self-control. Jesus drank wine but he didn't drink a bottle, (laughs) you know, every night. St. Padre Pio had a beer every single night. A beer, right? So we just got to look and just ask the Holy Spirit, Mary, and Jesus to bring up to your mind the virtue that you need to work on. And then I'm going to talk about what I'm going to be learning because I haven't gotten there yet. I purposely didn't go forward because I wanted to introduce this, and I think it's going to be awesome to share it. And there may be some other things that I'll share because it's basically, if we don't work out our salvation here, what are we doing? We're living the worldly life. We're doing exactly what Satan wants us to do, whatever we want, when we want it, because it feels good and we want to do it now. So we have, to, we have to reflect, Jesus, Mary, Holy Spirit, put on my heart what you want me to work on. And listen, be quiet. He's going to put thoughts in your mind. And he's probably going to put the one that you don't want to work on in your mind. But that's going to be the one that you're going to have to face. So yesterday, mind, body, soul, spirit, I've been hearing You got to start moving your body, honey. I gave you a pretty healthy body and you're just not doing anything with it. So I worked out and I didn't just work out in my high intensity interval training. I also did an ab workout for 20 minutes and wow, it really did kind of (laughs) work like right by my rib cage. There's some, there's some muscle there and it's only been one day. And I feel better because I know that my body is getting stronger. So I wanted to share with you 
that I did work out and I feel great and I'm going to keep doing it. But guess what? It's going to be every single day. I have to make a choice on how I'm going to spend my day and what I'm going to work on. That's mental prayer. We haven't talked about that in a long time, but the purpose of mental prayer is to sit with God and today talk to him about what virtue you need to work on and then let him tell you. Let the thought come into your head. See how your body feels. You may reject it. (laughs) Trust me, if you remember when I did the 33 days of morning glory, Back my very first time, it was I was only six months on the journey. I didn't even know what consecration to Jesus was through Mary. I wasn't close to Mary. But on that Lady of Guadalupe feast day, I was healed of my addiction to marijuana. And during that time, while I was reading the book, I kept thinking, should I pray for no marijuana anymore? And I'm like, no, no, I don't want to do that. What am I going to... Who would I be if I wasn't smoking all day? How would I live life without pot? So even though that the spirit put that up into my heart and mind, I shoved it right out. (laughs) Like, nope. So be prepared for that. Because that's probably going to be your struggle and your wrestle with God, right? Let's go back to Jacob before he was given the name Israel, who wrestled with God and broke his hip. I mean, such a big story that even the Jewish community wouldn't even eat the sinew, the little tendon or whatever that connected the hip because of that whole battle. But everything's easier when we ask the Holy Spirit in to help us. That's where the sanctification, the transformation comes. And if we don't rely on our own quote-unquote willpower, we might be surprised what God actually does. Let's remember Philip and Peter and all of the apostles who have had their ups and downs with faith and all the people who knew Jesus and saw all his works who still weren't evangelized by him. All righty, everyone. Man, if I can keep these to 10 minutes, I'd be happy. Sorry for so much, and I'll try not to repeat myself. I think I might have done that a bit today. Sit, sit, sit. I'm going to say this. Be still and know that I am God. He's got this and he's here to work with you on everything. Alrighty, I love you all. I hope you find what you're looking for or face what you don't want to face. Find something more with God and Mary and have a blessed and inspired day.